Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show, for tuning in each and every week that we bring to you the mortgage information of the day, of the week, uh, what's happening. There's lots always happening in the mortgage market, especially over the last 10 months where the rates have gone through the roof. We'll get to it. Uh, if you want to see the show, you know, we're on YouTube each and every week. We put this show on YouTube. Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice, is our station. We have hundreds of shows there. You can archive and see what we've done in the past. Kind of look at the chronology of how mortgage rates have gone up, even over the last 10 months. Uh, you can also go to our website, and that is themortgagevoice.com. These two places, mortgagevoice.com and YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice, great places to see the show, see the guest, be able to look at, see what we've done this week and what's coming up next week sign up say you like it and uh, we certainly will be gratified that you do that plus once you do that on both of these platforms we're able to get our message to more and more people and that's really what we're trying to do is get a message out about what's happening in the mortgage field in the mortgage rates and certainly in mortgage programs and we'll bring you those kind of guests today we usually bring two or three guests on the show that do that Again, I'm Jeff Horton. This is the Mortgage Voice. Okay, so what is happening? This week we're going to get CPI numbers. Uh, by the time you hear this show, they will be out. We're looking at probably 8, 7.9% uh, to 8.1%, just a little bit under what the predictions are. Uh, inflation is still pretty hot. We've just come through some elections, uh, which really demonstrate that nobody knows what the heck is going on in politics other than there's side A and side B. It's kind of like the old days when we had 45s. Remember those days, Daryl? Oh, absolutely. I have a jukebox in the living room that plays 45s. So. You know, it's funny. We were talking the other day, and uh, there was a um, – my wife was telling me Taylor Swift had a, a release of a, a number of songs, right? I, I don't know whether they call them albums nowadays. What do they call them? I do. You, oh, yeah, albums, right. Yeah. That's what I call them. Okay, so she was saying, look – she has 10 top 10 um, performing songs, and the Beatles didn't even do that. And I began to think, and I said, well, wait a second. When we were kids, you had to buy a 45 in order to have it register as something, sale, yeah. as a sale, right? It wasn't like you could just own Spotify or any of these other, or rent it, and all of a sudden you listen to it, and that becomes part of the number that, you know, it's just a different measurement completely. I said, the Beatles sold records you don't sell records today you aid in the company that's paying you so that people sign up for your uh yeah your subscription and download them yeah it, it, i don't even think or they're downloaded i think they're just listened anymore, to yeah. no you just you own the subscription like uh, spotify as i said i'm sure there's hundreds of others apple music play hey we're on apple music play for gosh sakes um but i was just like you know it is different and uh, and one of the things and the 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 cheap segue into that is is how we're looking at both uh, what's happening in the economy, what's happening in mortgage rates, and the opportunity that you may or may not have uh, when it comes to real estate. And, and so much of that has changed and will continue to change uh, through this very strange time economically where we see on the one hand, it looks as if the economy's doing all right. We saw the uh, GDP number for uh, Q3 really up 
Uh, whereas the previous two quarters, it was down. So it looks like that was the shortest recession in history, right? If you call <laughs> that, you know, two quarters down an actual recession. But we also see inflation, it, as I said earlier, you know, stubbornly high, won't seem to go down. The Fed keeps raising the short-term interest rates that they have for uh, the member banks, which in, in turn causes rate hikes in your credit cards and your car loan and a number of other things. It's just a strange time for the economy. Uh, if you throw in the war, if you throw in COVID, which still, by the way, is killing people. I mean, we, I looked here, and I live in Los Angeles, for those people who are around the country listening to the show. Uh, here, we, I think we had 400-plus deaths yesterday. It's just an astounding figure that just doesn't seem to go away. Uh, we've seen that particular fear obviously affect what's going on in China, which affects, of course, what the inflation is because they make all the cheap stuff and they send it to us. And if their pipeline is down, uh, uh, that's why, because their COVID situation is lockdown central, which prevents us from actually getting products to our consumers in a cheap way, which keeps inflation the way it is. So given the inflation, given the war, given COVID, uh, certainly home prices the way they have apparently nosedived. I can, here, let me read you a couple things here. Um, okay, a couple couple things here. Uh, let's see. Right. Uh, cancellation rates. Now, we talk about normal home sales when we talk about real estate. What's happening in the home sales? Uh, how, many, how many sales this month? How many sales last month? But most of the larger builders um, have contracts. The contracts are put in with a down payment, and then they go and build a house, right? Because they don't build on spec anymore. That went out back in you know, 05, 06, 07. They just stopped doing that. You have to go in, pick out a model, be able to uh, put down a de uh, deposit, and then they give you a date by which they're going to build. Well, if people get out of those contracts, and there seems to be a lot of them, a lot more of them now than there were a year ago, uh, that's what we're talking about, the cancellation rates. So I, I drew up a list of those cancellation rates, and this will really surprise you. And I don't think it necessarily has to do with the the um, uh, mortgage interest rates, uh, as much as it is fear about what's happening with the economy, fear about whether we're going to be uh, in a recession in 23, which is, by the way, predicted by a lot of different people, whether it's mild, whether it's not mild is a completely different thing. But let's let's talk about these home builders. You know them, right? D.R. Horton, Lennar Pulte, uh, KB Homes, Toll Brothers. These are all big home builders. So in 21, D.R. Horton, uh, their particular cancellation rate on new homes once you're in contract was 17%. That sounds pretty high to me, right, in 2021. Well, this year, Q3 2022, it's 32%. So one-third of all the contracts that D.R. Horton is getting, now they've already started to build that particular home, people have canceled on them. Now, they may lose their deposit, but they're canceling, and those deposits aren't that much. $5,000, $10,000. Now, that may seem a lot to you if you're sitting there with nothing, but if you consider most average, average price in the U.S. of a home is probably anywhere from $175,000 to $275,000. $10,000 isn't that much. Okay, let's look at Lennar Group. Uh, there is no particular uh, information on Lennar, but I bet you the reason there's no information on Lennar is because they, too, are seeing high uh, cancellation rates. Pulte Group, 9% in 21, and in Q322, it's 15%. Uh, let's see. KB Home was 10% last year. 
In Q3 of 22, 35%. You can see where these numbers are headed, right? We have got just amazing cancellations of new homes. I'll just give you one more. Toll Brothers uh, was 4.6% in 21. In 2022, third quarter, 13%. That's a three-fold increase in the amount of cancellation on orders. Now, all of the, this this is the spectrum, right? We're going from entry-level homes at $100,000 all the way up to more luxury-style homes at three hundred fifty to $400,000 all across the U.S. The cancellation rates are huge. That is a problem. Why is that a problem? Because we still have a, a lack of housing. The lack of housing is really what's buoyed or keeping the prices of those particular homes continuing to go up. We talked about it last week. We're seeing an increase in home prices year over year, about 11%. In some parts of the country, yes, we've seen some decline in prices. And we've predicted here, as well as, you know, if you read anywhere about housing, that we will see housing prices drop. But that has not happened. That, again, is the confusing part of what's going on in this particular market. As we shrink the pool of buyers for homes, the cost of housing doesn't come down. It should, right? Fewer home buyers means cheaper home prices. That's not what's happened. And that particular scenario I talked about is backed up by the statistics I gave you about new home sales and the cancellation of contracts. I mean, we're talking about 10% or more on each one of those four major home builders. They've lost or uh, have had those particular house prices uh, just not buoyed. I mean, people aren't buying houses the way they were just six months ago. Now, what's going to happen in the next six months? We'll get to that in the next segment. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show each and every week. You know, we come to you via podcasts as well as well as the uh, terrestrial radio stations and some of the other online uh, avenues. Uh, Daryl, do you have a list of those for me? I sure do, Jeff. Uh, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and PodClips.io, and The Mortgage Voice. Excellent. Okay. Mortgagevoice.com. That's our website. If you go there, you can see the guests from past shows and present shows, and you can probably contact them directly. Uh, if you do go to, um, let's see, YouTube, we're on YouTube. But if you want a central place where you can go and get on any number of different great guests on podcasting, go to podclips.io. It's, as I said, they have a lifestyle, sports. My own particular uh, segment is finance and where they have health any number of other topics that you can go to just one place that's podclips.io uh they're pretty good check them out thanks very much for tuning in okay so weekly every week we bring to the show a, a number of different guests now we've had a very difficult changing market over the last six to ten months and Basically, it's because uh, demand has remained, uh, but the pool of buyers has shrunk because we have interest rates uh, kind of going through the moon. I mean, it's gone up uh, probably three times since um, uh, 
January of this year, it's gone from 3% up to uh, over 7%. And uh, with us today to talk a little bit about that, she's been on the show before, uh, Shirley Andriopoulos. Uh, did I get that right? I, I don't know if I butchered that. Yes, you, uh, did, you did great. Thank oh, you. excellent. Shirley Thank Andriopoulos. you. Andriopoulos. Yes, that's what I thought. I, was, I got nervous. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <You're> <laughs> Well, Shirley, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate it. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Jeff, for having me again. Okay. I appreciate it. Sure, sure, absolutely. And I and I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, it's it's a, a struggle out there for some real estate agents just because they just don't know they've not been through this before. Uh, how are you handling it when the prices go up still and uh, the rates go up and your uh, pool of buyers shrinks? Um, what what are you saying to your particular clients? Well, right now, um, clients are, the ones that are in the market are aware of what's happening. And so they're not shocked. They're just kind of um, wondering why this is happening because majority of the buyers um, assumed what was going on through COVID was just a normal 2% interest, 2.5%. (laughs) But being in the business for over 25 years, Mm -hmm. I, you know, in 2018 and towards the um, beginning of 2019, I remember interest rates being between 5 and 6%. Right. So that was norm. So it's just about educating the client and letting them know that there are programs out there. Um, and I've worked with, you know, your colleague, Bill Orr, um, mm-hmm. immensely with trying to get the right programs for each buyer. First of all, what I do is I run the numbers and make sure we run the numbers together to make sure that are they still in the qualification arena? Are they still able to purchase the home? And what price point is it at? And what's great, too, is with the interest rates rising, that's not the great part. But what's good is <laughs> homes are no longer being sold two hundred or 150000 over asking. So the prices are remaining. Some sellers, depending on their urgency to sell, because people sell for many reasons, one being a life change, a career change, or certain type of change that they can't control. And when they have to sell, it's it's a good time for them to sit down with their realtor and really see what's going to make sense depending on their time frame. And now sellers are going on the market. I still believe every day, you know, I see every day sellers going on the market and homes still going pending. So it depends on the situation of why they have to sell and and if they're educated enough and um, if their urgency is enough for them to sell it at the right price. So homes are not going down in value. They're just no. going on the market at the right price and selling what they're being listed for, not 50, 60, or 100,000 over asking anymore. Now, uh, when you're, okay, do you represent buyers or sellers more? I do both. I'm, I'm more of a selling or a listing agent, so I, I represent sellers okay. um, as well. But buyers, I'm a, a veteran specialist, so I work with veterans quite often. Um, and I'm also a senior certified uh, real estate expert. Okay. Ex- so I work with seniors as well. So your your expertise among all these buyer and seller groups, what do you find that is the, the biggest hang-up with uh, a, a particular 
uh, group, like let's say for seniors or let's say it's for uh, uh, veterans, as you say, what, are, are they different? I mean, are, are veterans looking for a certain type of property because they can afford it with 100% financing? Are they looking right. as a senior to like sell the house, keep the equity, or are they looking to flip it into something that can be uh, an investment property and give them some kind of residual right. income? What are you seeing in the market today? So with veterans, um, the there's only a limitation. There's a limitation with veterans because um, a lot of LA County properties and also Ventura County and Orange County um, veterans cannot uh, purchase condos easily. So right. because it has to be VA approved condo complex. Now in the past, a year ago, complexes and homeowner associations did not take the time to get on that approval list. But now being a slower market and the demand for more sales to happen within condo complexes are actually opening up a door for HOA or homeowner associations to go in and get themselves on a list for being VA and FHA approved at the same time. Now, they, so, they used to do those spot approvals. Are they still doing those as well? Um, it does. It's not on the spot, but mm -hmm. it's it's much more hands on, and it takes about. Um, it, it can be anywhere from I think a week to four weeks. My, the last one I did took four weeks to, to be approved. But that's an uh, that's an option for VA. And honestly, veterans are so grateful to be able to get into a home. They're the less sure. pickier client, honestly, like that I've worked with. I think what's really hard right now is the the group that um, the first time buyer who was interested in purchasing in 2020 through 2022 here and just couldn't get in because the competition was so fierce. Oh, yeah. They're the ones that have pulled the reins back and said, okay, we're not buying anymore. They're freaking out over the interest rate, but they weren't freaking out so much about going in at 40000 over asking which was kind of crazy to begin with. Yeah, I but think, yeah, I agree. I think I'll, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I know you're fine. Okay. No, I think, I think what's great is that the purchase price is exactly, you know, if you go in with the purchase, with the purchase price as the, as what was listed, you're going to more than likely get in. There's less competition for buyers now. There's still a lot of inventory. And in fact, some sellers are being educated on providing credits for closing costs or buy downs or or repairs so there's a lot more um power on the buyer end to go in and purchase a home even if the interest rate is high um everyone's saying this now but i've always said it marry the home and date the rate <laughs> that's very funny uh, one thing about that rate too uh you know about the two one buy down uh, how are you convincing sellers that they're to come to the table with money in order to have the borrower be able to afford the house well i'm letting them know you know the percentage of buyers on the market are hesitant large percentage because of the interest rate so this is something i talk to them before they even get on get the property on the market so it's not it's not a uh, discussion we have after it's been on the market for 30 days it's something that we discuss while at the present initial presentation and consultation with my sellers so it's it, I, I put all the deck, uh, you know, all the deck of cards on the table for them and let them know which way the offers can go. Hey, you know, oh, that was the quickest ten minutes ever. Uh, thank you very, really, really good. Uh, could you shout out a way by which people can get in touch with you, especially if they need a terrific real estate agent? Let people know yes. exactly where you do your business. 
Thank you. Yes, sure. I um, I work throughout LA County, Ventura County, and Orange County. Um, my name is Shirley Andriopoulos, and my email is real estate Shirley, and Shirley is S H I R L E Y at Gmail, and my direct cell phone number is eight one eight three nine eight two seven five seven. Shirley, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it as always, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. And I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. You know, each and every week we come to you via many different uh, ways. You can see us online. You can hear us through the radio. You can dial us up through any kind of a podcasting. And we have a website, of course, Jeff Barton, the mortgage voice. That particular mortgage voice, if uh, the website, rather, the Jeff Barton, the mortgage voice. No, it's the mortgagevoice.com. Jeff Barton, the Mortgage Voice is on YouTube. If you go there, you probably see four or five hundred shows. But certainly, the show we did last week and this particular show that you're hearing today will be up there ASAP. We shoot the show for YouTube. Have been doing it a long time. You can see and hear all the great guests on that particular show uh, on YouTube as well as themortgagevoice.com. Uh, I am Jeff Barton, and this is the Mortgage Voice. Okay. Uh, enough of the commercial. Let's get right to the guest. Uh, Noah has been on the show many times, several times. Uh, I haven't heard from him recently. He works for New Res. This is Noah Shuffman, and I appreciate him coming back to the show. Noah, how are you? Are you there? Uh, I am here. Can you hear me? I hear you great. Go ahead. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Excellent. So just saying I'm great, and I'm glad to be back on. I always appreciate you having me. Excellent, very much. Okay, so we, we've seen, and everybody has seen, and we're nauseated by the fact that nobody stops talking about it, but the rates have gone up, really up. What are you guys doing at New Res in order to solve some of the problems of the buyers out there who may not be able to qualify under certain programs, but maybe some other programs that might be able to? Yeah, certainly. I mean, yes, it is no secret, and what I always try to tell myself is, is uh, you know, don't pay attention to the noise and, and control your three-foot world. We can only control what we can control, right, and try right. to work within that. So um, I do look at this. There is still a lot of opportunity out there, right? So right. just because rates have gone up, as a matter of fact, it, it presents, a, a, in some cases, a better, a better opportunity for people who may have been getting outbid a year ago, putting on offers on homes and, and, and have going up against 10, 15, 20 other offers and getting outbid and, and losing out, you can now, if you can qualify, you can now put in an offer and actually get it accepted, which is very exciting, right? Yep. And I often say, marry the property, date the rate, <laughs> right? Marry the property, date the rate. If you can get into a home right now and you can qualify and afford it, it's a great time because look, Rates are cyclical. Rates are temporary. They are not permanent, right? However, the property is. So you can get in now and you pay a little bit more on the rate. We all know that, you know, all the experts think that we're going to hit, you know, uh, uh, there's a pending recession and that will right. push rates down in the future, in the near future. And when that happens, you can refinance. So it's all about opportunity. And, and when preparation, what is it? When preparation meets um, opportunity, that is uh, that is your luck, right? So right, that's what you um, do, right? 
That's right. So there is opportunity right now. And yes, there are programs out there to help you Great. kind of combat the higher rates. Um, so right now, and as a matter of fact, this is good timing because we have a seminar next Tuesday, the 15th at 1030. And Jeff, I can send you a link, which you can put out if you want. Yeah, I would um, love to. Yeah. Around temporary buy-downs. This is a hot topic issue. This is a hot button topic out there in the industry right now. A lot of real estate agents are requesting this. So this is an opportunity, a temporary rate buy-down is where you take, um, right now it's with a seller credit. So if you're if you're purchasing a property and rather than reducing the price on a property, um, sellers are offering credits towards closing costs to borrowers. And this is a great opportunity for borrowers because it is a way to maximize your savings. And what you do is you take portion, a portion of that credit and you apply it to what's called a temporary buy-down. We offer a 2-1 buy-down and a 1-0 buy-down right now, and we're actually expanding this, and that's going to be part of the part of the web series next week. Okay. But a 2-1 buy-down means for the first year, your rate is sub- subsidized, and you pay a 2% lower than your rate. So what does that mean? For example, if your current note rate on your loan is 7% on a 2-1 buy-down, the first year, you would pay 2% less, so you'd pay a 5% rate the first year. Second year, you'd pay 1% less, 2-1, two, two, one, two, one buy down, 2 right. the first year, 1 the second year. So the second year, you'd pay 6, and then the third year, you go back to paying at 7%. That seller credit is used to subsidize your payment and reduce, and it's significant, depending on your loan amount, it's significant amount of savings. Now, why is that good right now? because of the pocket that we're in with the pending recession and the pending rate drops that we're, right. you know, experts are predicting in the next 12 to 24 months. It's the perfect timing for that. Not to mention, you set this up, it goes into what's called a custodial account, and the servicer, which is the person that is servicing your loan, they pay that supplemental amount, that 2% the first year, 1% the second year, each month that it's due. If you refinance within that two-year period, Guess what? Whatever's left over in that custodial account is applied as a as a what's called a principal reduction on your payoff. So your payoff on that mortgage is reduced. So you never lose that credit. It's a pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty cool perk of this of this temporary buy down option. Okay, let me let me uh, ask you a question on that. So the the buy down then is the seller giving you enough money to pay the rate. I mean, to pay the mortgage for two years, or they're just buying down the rate for two years? They're buying down the rate for two years. So okay. Essentially, yes. So it's, so they're buying down the rate for 2% the first year, 1% the second year, right? Right. And so that is, and it's put into a, a quote-unquote custodial account, which is kind of like an escrow account. Sure. Held by, not an escrow, but held by the servicer. And they supplement your payment each month for the first two years. Right. Right. If so someone you, so you may, go ahead. If someone wanted to buy down the rate, let's say they didn't want to use that program, but they did want to buy down the rate. What does it cost? What's the difference between a customer buying it down and this program? Well, it, you're gonna. That's why I say maximize your savings because right. with the amount of money that it's going to cost you to permanently buy down your rate to get the same amount of savings, it's going to cost. I mean, I'm totally estimating here. It depends on your. Of course. Course. On your on your scenario and the grades of that day and all that, but it's going to cost double to triple the amount to buy it down for the same amount of savings, right? Right. Um, 
because this is a temporary buy-down, you're essentially prepaying interest on the loan when you do this subsidy. Um, and so it's a way, especially right now, it's talking about in the short term, because we're talking about maximizing your savings until the rates come back down. Right. Why would you, if you, when you do a permanent buy-down, you only realize savings on that loan for as long as you have that loan, correct? Right. Once you pay off that loan, you're not realizing it anymore. So why would you pay more to buy it down to the same savings when right now we're estimating that we're going to see a reduction in rates where you can then refinance and permanently lower your note rate at that time? So this is a way to kind of fully maximize your savings, knowing the pending recession, knowing the pending uh, reduction in rates, you know, 12 to 24 months down the road. Right. Whatever, whatever the uh, economy kind of presents. Now, uh, do do you all do the forty year interest only option? Do you have that in your? We do. Per- you do. Yes, okay. We do. Yeah. So we do a thirty year IO. We also do a forty year IO option. Okay. Right. Um, you know that when you're talking about a thirty year interest only or a forty year, the payment is the same. Um, the forty year versus thirty just helps you. You know, because you're talking a simple interest payment, right? Of course, simple yeah. interest is, is the same calculation. So it just helps you qualify. So, you know, on a when you're looking at a 30-year IO, generally you have to qualify at the fully amortized payment after the IO period is over. So generally those IO periods are 10 years. And right. so if you do a 30-year IO, there's a 20-year amortization recast once the IO is done. So you have to qualify on the 20-year payment. And then okay. conversely, if you if you're looking at a 40 year IO, you qualify on the 30 year amortized payment. So it's a, it's a way to help you qualify without you know pushing your qualify, qualifying payment way up. Right. And so if you now these are some pretty good uh, options. A couple of these options really can get people into the home who may not have been able to afford it previously uh, because the rates right. went up. But this is a good way by which you can obviously assist buyers when they're looking to purchase. Absolutely. The IO is, is a great way, you know, to reduce your monthly payment. And it's important to remember with IO, you don't have to make the interest only payment. You can pay more. You can pay your fully, um, you know, amortized payment. You could even pay more than your fully amortized payment. Right. It's just nice to have that as a safety net. If you have a month where cash flow is a little bit light and you need to free up a little bit more, you know, capital. You have that option there, or you can make that IO payment every payment if you if you wish. You know, it, it's kind of like a flex pay, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we're up against it right now. I really appreciate you coming on. A couple of good uh, topics, and especially programs that offering to um, potential home buyers who hadn't thought about that before. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, and don't forget, we still have you know for the self employed borrowers out there. There's the bank statement options, which are great. So there, there are options out there which aren't your conventional uh, or inside the right. programs that are that are available. Absolutely. Hey, could you shout out a phone number for people in case they want to get in touch with you, learn a little bit more? Sure, you can call two one. You can actually, I'll I'll throw it to you. Uh, um, I'll throw you the information and you can put it up for me. Excellent. If you don't mind. We will. Okay. And, and anybody who wants to see that information, go to themortgagevoice.com. Noah, thank you very much for coming on the show once again. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you very much. That's Noah Shuffman from New Res. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. 
We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show. You know, you can see this show. We do a weekly, too, uh, almost daily. We do it on LinkedIn. We do it on uh, Facebook. And we have it on Instagram. Uh, We do this show on YouTube as well. Uh, Kind of a mortgage minute. Uh, and if you see us, hear us in any of those venues, uh, click on that you like it. Try to sign up. The reason is is that the more people do that, the more people see and hear the information. It's not about promoting me or the show, but the information is valuable. And uh, there's not a lot of it out there really discussing the type of things that we do on this show. We bring guests to the show which can help you really make decisions, better decisions, about whether you're going to buy, whether you're going to sell, uh, what kind of rate, what kind of program. All of these things are of interest to most people who are in the business, but certainly to first-time home buyers, people who are looking to see uh, what's the best option for them. So if you want to do that, that's great. I am Jeff Barton. This is the Mortgage Voice, and thanks for uh, listening to the show today. Uh, Again, one of those great guests, been on the show several times uh, over the past few years, uh, is Josh Thompson. He joins us from, Josh, where are you today? I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Very nice. How is that project going over in Inglewood? Oh, it's actually moving along now uh, uh, quite well. So, uh, you know, we, I think last time we talked, I was telling you about the storm drain realignment yep. thing. Yep. And, uh, so, yeah, we, we are actually it's being realigned as we speak. So, you know, we finally got the permit and uh, it was pretty costly, but it is it's moving along now. So we should be done with that project. Uh, we're doing 20 houses there, ground up. Uh, should be done by this time next year. So. Okay, if, if, let's say you're a novice person uh, like myself, and I don't know anything, but I, I have this great piece of land and I want to build 20 houses on it. Uh, would you recommend that somebody like me does that, or would you recommend they get somebody like you who knows what the heck they're doing? Oh, yeah, I would definitely get someone that kind of knows the ins and outs of it because, uh, you know, being a novice person dealing with that, it's there's so much unforeseen stuff that can come up that you are not aware of if you haven't done it before. Uh, and it's kind of good to have someone kind of guide you through it that's been through the rodeo a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, can let you, let you know at least what to expect because when you know what to expect, that can kind of, uh, you know, make you decide as to whether or not it is actually worthwhile. So. On this particular project, did you ever think about just uh, engineering it and then rolling it to a builder, or are you going to do, um, you know, everything from soup to nuts? You like that process better? Uh, I mean, there's more money in the doing everything from soup to nuts right. process, obviously. Right. Uh, but yeah, we did think of doing it that way uh, at at a point. Just, I mean, honestly, it got to a point where. You know, we were just trying to find funding. This was kind of during the pandemic when that whole thing started. Yeah. And construction funds looked like they were kind of drying up, and they kind of are now, too, for this time. But yep. um, Amazing. But, uh, yeah, so we did think about doing it that way, but I am uh, definitely glad we didn't. You know, once you take something through the entitlement process, yep. I mean, the entitlement process is almost more arduous than the building process. Of course, you know? so, of course. You know, it's 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 uh, it's not. You know, it's 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 better to kind of see it through once you already get to get it permitted. But there are a lot of guys that uh, that's their business model. They just go through and get uh, you know things entitled, and they sell them for a profit, and they make really good money doing that as well. So, 
It's interesting. Now, in a market like this where we've seen interest rates go up on single-family homes just amazingly over the last 10 months, uh, and we also see, obviously, the cost of housing continue to go up, uh, what do you see as the opportunity in housing and building houses in general? Uh, if you were to start in this market today, what, what would you say to somebody who was going to about to do that? Is this a good time to start? Uh, is this a good opportunity market? Well, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, yeah, I think it, it depends on the market that you're in, you know, because right. kind of, you know, every everywhere nationwide, you know, every market is different. So I would, you know, kind of really study the market that you're looking to get into. But I mean, if you look at uh, home builders, like the big builders right. out there, uh, if you look at the number of permits that have been pulled uh, in the last quarter and the you know last two quarters, they are down significantly. Yep. So, you know, when the big builders are, are not moving forward with projects, that's kind of an indication that, you know, maybe right now is not the best time. Now, if you want to just get started in something and buy a lot and start the planning and all that stuff, I would say now is a great time to do that. Uh, building costs are were insanely high, right. uh, you know, uh, during the end of towards the end of the pandemic and yep. are still high now. But you know, lumber has come down. Lumber has come bit. down. Right. Yeah, you know, and uh, even steel has come down, and you know, so it's 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 getting better. So if you started to kind of plan something out now and you'd be ready in a year or or two, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do think it would be a better time to start building. Uh, you know, once once this inflation situation is under control, and it looks like it's headed in that direction. So yeah, I agree. I, I think when I when I talk to people about. Uh housing, housing prices, they'll go, oh, I just want to buy a piece of land and build it myself because they're thinking, hey, look, I look up what costs of homes are. I could build it for, you know, whatever the money is, but it's a lot cheaper than trying to go out there and compete in the housing world. Uh, I, yeah. I often t uh, caution them because, they're, like you say, there's so much to it and so much you don't know that the learning curve is like going to college for four years, and it probably will take you, if you don't know what you're doing, four years to get the entitlements, if then. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that is true, but I'm doing that. Uh, I just closed a construction loan to build my, uh, Dream primary house? residence. Nice. Huh? Is yeah, that out in yeah. the desert? Is that where you're doing yeah, it? Out in the desert. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, so, you know, I would say this, the, the guys that I work with out in the desert, mm -hmm. they are very good for, and they're a lot of their clients are novice people and, uh, you know, they're very trustworthy and they get things done on time and, you know, with people like that, yes, you can do it. Uh, and there's a lot of good financing for that, too. You know, I was able to borrow most of the uh, cost to, to build the property, you know what I mean, to, to do that. And it's at a conventional kind of interest rate as well. So that's, wow, that's, that's, that's very good. Usually you have to have about, uh, you know, 30 40% into the property before anybody's going to lend on it. But you're saying... They're lending on. Are they lending on the finished product, or are they lending? Yeah, they're on lending on the finished value. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's one of the one of the banks that Malibu works with. You know, so it's yep. uh, it's a Flagstar Bank actually. Oh yeah, they so, have a pretty good building program. I know. I've done some business with them years and years ago. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they uh, yeah it's a, yeah it's a pretty good one. But there's others like it. But yes, they're lending on the uh, future value of the completed home. So mine came in at one point two. Uh, and I was able to borrow nine sixty. My construction wow. cost was, you know, around eight fifty or so. And then I had a, a loan on the land as well that was about, you know, one twenty something outstanding balance. So I mm -hmm. covered most of it and 
you know, not not too bad. No, that's excellent. And and that type of story really encourages people who just think, hey, you know what, I can do it cheaper, I can get a better price, I can get a better product if I go through all this myself. And if you find, I guess, trustworthy builders, somebody who is really, uh, I, I have another uh, person who uh, works for Malibu Funding who's got a project up in uh, Syracuse, New York, that he just can't find somebody who can be trustworthy. And the project's really dragged on for two and a half years, and it was a rehab, and it's just kind of, you know, a, a typical nightmare story. It's almost like that movie, um, uh, was sinking all your money into the house. Uh, yeah, it just never seemed to stop. So that you have this oh, yeah. good story is, is good. No, that, and that's a, I, would, I would suggest this to anyone that's new getting into building. Uh, whatever contractors you're interviewing, uh, you know, you definitely pull up their license info and look at that and then ask, ask them for, you know, just a resume of completed projects that they've done within the last three years, especially projects that are similar to yours. You know, you want to kind of see the permits that were pulled. You want to see the time, you know, you, you can pull up all this info online right? and see, you know, the time the permit was pulled to when, you know, the certificate of occupancy was issued and, that'll kind of give you a good gauge as to whether or not they are, you know, trustworthy and, and yep. do what they say. And especially if it's somewhere local to where you live, you know, drive by, go, go see some of the houses, maybe talk to, you know, some of the past clients. And, you know, that's, that's usually how people find good people because they'll see somebody, you know, building something and just, you know, talk to them and, you know. Excellent. Hey, Josh, we're up against it. Could you shout out a way by which somebody who's listening to the show thinking, hey, I can do that, but I need a little guidance. Uh, maybe they can uh, give you a call. Uh, shout oh, out yeah, your phone number, if you would. Yeah, yeah. My phone number is 323-945-5694. And uh, yeah, give me a call anytime. Anyone. Excellent. Josh, thanks very much coming on the show once again. Great talk, and especially about this type of, you know, in this environment, this is a pretty good, uh, a pretty good avenue for some people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for coming on. Mm -hmm. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. That's Josh Thompson. He works for Malibu Funding, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, having a bit of a laugh here. Uh, I am Jeff Barton, as I said. Starting to two. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Okay, so let's get right to the news to you section. Oh, by the way, if you do want to hear this show, we're on five celestial radio stations, old school radio stations, KMET and KCAA in Southern California, San Bernardino and Riverside counties. They cover it well. Been doing it for a number of years, thanking those people for bringing the show to you. Uh, K Tahoe, KTHO, up in the Tahoe area of Central California, and that signal is can be reached in a whole bunch of different places, uh, but that's our call sign up there. And we are at K-Mine and K-Mine Country down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We have a couple of guys that come on the show uh, every month or so to talk about what's happening in the real estate and the mortgage world down in Albuquerque. want to thank that particular audience. Uh, they bring a lot to the show. And we're also on KSHP 1400 AM in Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, again, another city which is caught up in the political you know, whirlwind that was 2020, that, that election of 2020 seems to be relitigated time and time again. And so we're back to whether it's Georgia, whether it's uh, Nevada, or whether it's Arizona. Wow, unbelievable. I, I really have no horse in the race. 
Uh, I like to see competitive things, but I also like to see a hockey game when it's over. You know, I mean, I want to cheer for the winner, but these seem to go on and on and on. Hopefully you're not too heavily invested in it because there are opportunities in the real estate and mortgage world. And again, let's get right to that. I am Jeff Hart, and this is the Mortgage Voice. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, 7.21 is the 30-year fixed rate loan. 6.55 is the 15-year. 6.75 is FHA. 6.31 is the jumbo. And 6.75 is your 5-1 arm. The two-year is at 4.64. 4.64. Okay, so if you have access to buy treasuries at almost 5% a year, uh, that's pretty good. We're looking at uh, this inflation. Let's say in the next year it gets down below 5%. This is easy money right here if you can get in on it. Uh, the 10 years at 4.157. Definitely that particular number is going to look pretty good in two or three years when inflation is well below uh, target range of 2%. And I think that's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, we'll probably see a number of factors contribute to that. COVID certainly fading. War certainly be over. Um, other things being equal, uh, the economy doing well, uh, meaning that the mild recession will also be over, and that means probably that uh, inflation has been tamed um, because what happens when we have a recession? People get laid off. And these are the terrible things of the recession because they haven't yet figured out how we can get from uh, an overheated inflation-ridden economy uh, to be a low-inflation, high-employment economy without first laying off millions of people. I hate that, but it is happening. And I want to get to it right away because it's important to understand that it is affecting not only my industry, which is the real estate and mortgage industry, but it's affecting high tech. It's affecting manufacturing, a number of different areas. Now, we currently have unemployment at probably 3.6%, uh, which sounds really low, but I do know over the last 30 days to 45 days, and into the next 30 to 45 days, we're going to see hundreds of thousands of people laid off. I don't know how it's going to affect, but here are some of the things that I'm talking about. REMAX, 17% of their workforce, they've laid off. Flagstar, which is a lender and also a servicer, merges with NYCB, $2.6 billion deal. Radian lays off. They are a servicer. They are, they are uh, laying off. Uh, New American Funding lays off 240. Athos Capital closes. Now, Athos Capital, I've been in business with for uh, 10, 12, 15 years maybe. They are closing their doors. They're out of business. Loan Depot, they lost $137 million, uh, in the third quarter. Think about that for a second. All these companies, uh, let's say Rocket or United Wholesale, certainly Loan Depot, they all went public, remember? And they were basking in the glow of the success of the uh, underwritten stock that they were now selling to the public. Well, you lose $137 million in a quarter. Uh, that's going to hurt your shareholders. Uh, let's see. What else is in here? Redfin shuts down the home flipping business, lays off 13%. Finance of America loses $302 million. Oy, oy, oy. Q3 amid forward mortgage shutdown. So they're getting out of wholesale. Uh, they're still in their reverse business. And here are some of the other companies not necessarily related to uh, what's going on in the real estate world, but I thought it's interesting because it's not just the real estate world and the fact that, um, you know, uh, Fed is trying to raise rates, which in turn tangentially raises mortgage rates. No, uh, metaverse. metaverse. 11,000, Salesforce, 2,500, Twitter, 3,700. That's half of their 
particular sales force. The Gap, 500. Snap, 20%. Wayfair, 870. They do furnishing uh, for your home. Peloton lays off 4,600. Shopify, 1,000. 7 and 11. Who doesn't know 7 and 11? You kidding me? They just laid off 880. Tesla, Rivian, GoPuff, all kinds of industries laying people off. And this is all as a result of the impending um, recession that everyone talks about. I think I've been warning or saying to people, by Christmas, you will see a lot of pink slips out there because that's just how corporate America does it. My own company, I've had to lay uh, um, some people off. Why? Because obviously there's not enough loans out there to scratch your nose, uh, and so let alone be able to afford salaries the way we've been doing it. So all of this, what does this mean for you? Is there an opportunity because people are going to be out of work and maybe foreclosures have baggers out there are looking at that right now thinking, hey, there's an opportunity. Yeah, if you can get by... Jeff Bezos' company and some of these other companies that swoop in and buy everything bulk, um, that's the problem with a lot of this turmoil is that usually you see a kind of re, uh, what's the word, a distribution of those particular homes that have been foreclosed upon back into the market through the NMLS and through local real estate agents because that hasn't been happening and we get corporations coming in buying homes and then holding them and renting them out. Now I've read a study that says that that doesn't affect the market at all, that actually that helps the market. You know what, I don't know who, who did that study, but I'll tell you right now, if you have 20,000 homes that are not being sold on the market via local real estate agents, uh, and are owned by a large corporation and then rented back to the marketplace, I bet there are 20,000 individuals who probably rather buy those homes, don't you think, and live in them? I think so. Anyway, that's what it is in terms of that particular aspect of the market. It's scary. It's happening. Let's get to some other news-to-use sections of the market. If you don't mind, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Home ownership. Oh, okay. This is a good one. So when you buy a home... That's one thing, right? But in the first year are the big expenses, i.e. you have your down payment and you have your mortgage payment. If you add those two together, that's the cost of what it costs you to own that home for a year. At least, you know, not maintenance, not some other things, taxes and insurance, but just those two bare numbers. I'm going to give you the five top cities in the U.S. and what exactly it costs in the first year. Because if you're thinking of buying a home, you got to think about these things too. There's the down payment and also the first year's mortgage interest rate, okay? All right, so number five, Seattle. The down payment, about $190,000. The annual mortgage, about 54000 in today's rate environment. The total cost in the first year, about $261,495. That's expensive, but it's only the fifth on the list. Number four, San Diego, the down payment, 192000 First year mortgage, 55000 total, 263999 Same thing in Los Angeles, down payment, 193199 First year mortgage, 83157 the total, 263999 Let's jump right to the number one, which is in San Francisco. The down payment in San Francisco, on average, $316,439. And your mortgage payment, first year, 91000 total $426,997. And that's not including maintenance and taxes and insurance and 
Oh my gosh. So if you're thinking about it, make sure that you're adding in the total cost of your first year and that you also have the reserves to be able to do that in order to be able to stay in that home. Enjoy home ownership. Anyway, I'm Jeff Barton. Thanks very much for listening to the show. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net.